step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome once again inside the video vault. This is JB. Hey, this is Eddie. And uh, this is week two of our October Halloween extravaganza. This week we're talking about Frankenstein. Yeah. Now, Eddie has a point he wants to make before we get the ball rolling. No, no, no. This is going to be a surprise. Oh, it's going to be a surprise? Yeah. All right. It's not like I'm just going to hit you with it. I'm not going to like... You'll see. Okay. So we're going to talk about uh, the first movie uh, of the Frankenstein trilogy. We're, this week we're going to cover... Uh, Frankenstein, the original 1931. Then we're going to cover Bride of Frankenstein, followed by Son of Frankenstein. The Universal Trilogy, all three of these films are indeed tied together. They're wonderful. Let's dive right in. So, Frankenstein, um, the the first one, it's it came out about nine months after Dracula with Lugosi did. Because Dracula introduced Lugosi, this introduced Karloff. Yeah. Now, if you look at this movie from a cinematic perspective, it's... It's a better movie because they realized, okay, you know what? Now we know what works and doesn't work with movies. We know how to tinker with the setting a little bit, what kind of actors we need. The sound quality is going to be better. Not everyone's going to be as wooden. The, the budget's up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Drac uh, I mean, for only nine months, Frankenstein made huge strides in terms of uh, cinematography. Uh, the camera actually moves in this movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's not completely stoic. And also the use of soundtrack. Uh, like there's actual music that takes place in the actual movie. Well, yeah, but that 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 was happening live on the set. It wasn't like they edited in the music post production. No, 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 I know. But I mean, Dracula on. had. You know, when you watch a film, you know, film version of Frankenstein, you actually have music. You watch the film version of Dracula, you still have no music. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like uh, Frankenstein. Wait, you're saying that like yeah, because they would show the movie and then they would. Add the music in. Yeah, the and, this, and the same and same was the case for Frankenstein because all the music you hear in Frankenstein it's happening during the wedding celebration, and um, it's uh, it's all happening there. What it, it what the score wasn't uh, composed specifically for the film is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying that though. I'm saying that they yeah. like even like Frankenstein like the it's a live version. It's like like they use they use the music and sound effects in the actual movie. Uh, as opposed to like Dracula, it's pretty quiet. It's quiet the entire time. It doesn't feel like a stage performance. It feels like an actual movie. It doesn't. Uh, but just from the get go, you you know that something's going to happen because it opens with a funeral. Yeah. And then you see, and also here, you've, um, this is really the first mad scientist film too. Oh, of course. Because you have uh, he, all right. Here's the big reveal: Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. Play because uh, you know just just give the reveal right now. Oh yeah, it's not Frankenstein. The character's not named Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein's monster. You ignorant swine. Most of you are probably not ignorant swine and actually knew that already. But if you didn't, <laughs> it's just because I'm better than you. No, I'm kidding. I, I was just saying, anybody who says that, like, in a conversation, I've had that conversation, that, that line dropped on me a lot, and I'm always like, the person who says that out loud, real jerk. Like, it's so... It's like, oh, you know, I was watching Frankenstein, it's like, 
It's Frankenstein's monster. It's like it's so strange that you mentioned that because it's so strange that you mentioned that because I just had a random memory of a of a dream I had as a child where um, it's like there it showed various versions of Frankenstein, but the the monster it would just go up to people and go just so like you are just sitting here on your phone right now looking something up. And, I, and the guy in this dream, uh, the monster just come up to you and go, Frankenstein! And then you'd run away screaming just from that. <laughs> it's like, I w- this is before uh, I had made friends with smoking weed and alcohol. I was like 12 when I had this dream. So, this was before they were, they were my two best friends. So, I'm kidding, folks. I, I do not have a drug or alcohol problem. Not publicly, at least. <laughs> Anyway, um, but then also on top of the mad scientist, you have sort of the hunchback assistant. Yeah, Igor. Where, where in this case, it's Fritz. Oh, it's Fritz, right. It's Igor. Fritz, but played by Dwight Fry, who was Renfield in, in Dracula. Yeah, you're starting to see a pattern, yeah. huh? Yeah, so Dwight Fry, though, I mean, just in the way that they made him up as Fritz, on top of the hump on his back, they, they had him grow the beard out, they, he grew out the hair, it's a little more unkempt. Uh, he's clearly wearing a, a prosthetic nose. He's still got the crazy eyes. And they're pretty much robbing graves just for the sake of building a creature from scratch and bringing it to life. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then instead of uh, the, the Henry Clairval character, you have the Victor Moritz character as sort of his best friend who's just looking out for him. Yeah. And then on top of that, the, there's Elizabeth who's just very worried about him. They go to the... And they get his father involved going off to this abandoned castle... Where somehow there's a science lab there. Yeah. And, and a room to keep Boris Karloff wearing these 13-pound shoes and giant-ass lifts. Yeah, so, I mean, what more do you want from a movie? Yeah. And then, now, Dr. Frankenstein, though, was played by Colin Clive, who I think set the bar in how to portray the mad scientist. Yeah. Because uh, people, don't, people don't realize that how how great Colin Clive is. Because this, this, his work in Frankenstein... It's Gilbert Gottfried's go-to impression. Yeah. It is Gilbert Gottfried's go-to impression. I mean, th- I mean, who? how many people here have not heard this scene in any context? So, yeah, easily the most iconic scene in the entire movie. I don't know how you can, not, how you can talk badly about that. Uh, it's alive! It's alive! It's I mean, alive! I mean, it's used in so many different type. I mean, I, it's, like a, it's a soundbite. It's a clip, man. Yeah, and, and let's talk about Karloff as the monster, just yeah. raising yeah, the bar again. Let's talk about the fact that his head wasn't supposed to look like that. Um, yeah, th- this that design was made specifically for the movie, just because because uh, you you've read Frankenstein, yes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I had to read it in college. Now the creature, it's a little more in in the book. It's a little more obvious that he is just a bunch of body parts sewn together. He's not wearing this nice jacket, these nice shoes, nice pants. He is just walking around naked, wrapped up in a robe of some kind. Kind of looks like a monk almost. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Uh, if you want the most accurate version of Frankenstein to screen, I can't believe I'm recommending this. Nineteen, like I think it was 1993, 1994, 
Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with Kenneth Branagh and Robert De Niro as the monster. Yeah. Also, um... Hell in a Bottom Carter t- and uh, that Tom was, That was... Yeah, I know I'm thinking about it. That's a very 90s thing. We, you know, just going back really quick. Last week we talked about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Around the same time period, now they have Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in the movie. Um, I guess that was a really 90s thing to put the author's name in front of the movie. Yeah. And there you had, and there you had John Cleese as uh, Dr. Waldman. And Dr. Waldman in this Frankenstein, 1931, was also Van Helsing uh-huh. in Dracula. You had Edward Van Sloan, the same actor, doing that really bad Germanic accent. Agreed. And it's just... But just from start to finish, you could tell that, okay, this is, we're going to make this movie be a movie and not just a play. Right. Not just a play that happens to be on camera. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. And... And then you just, like, you have Karloff, who's just making... They, they made him almost childlike. Yeah. It's sort of like this child who doesn't really know his own strength. Because at one point, Frankenstein says, yeah. oh, he's only four days old. Uh, also, yeah. just um, the way he... Between, yeah, the way he talks, um, the way that he walks. Like, it's like a, it's like a baby figuring out how to walk and talk. And yeah. And so happens to also be a ginormously bad... I mean, even the way he goes, like, fire bad... Like, that's like a kid who sticks his finger in the electrical circuit. He's like, oh, that hurt. I don't want to do that again. And yeah. it's not like fire is like his weakness. No, fire is all of our weaknesses, man. We'd all go fire bad if we got fire waved at us all the damn time. Yeah. Can you imagine that? If you had fire bad, if a fire waved at you all the damn time, you would be like, fire is not good. But for yeah. some reason, Frankenstein. Get the hell out of my face. But for some reason, Frankenstein's weakness is fire because normal person, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I just, I just had that thought. That's ridiculous. We thought we, we had like Frankenstein's weakness fire. No, human weakness is fire. We don't like fire. Fire hurts us all. I feel like yeah. you had an electrical circuit following yeah, us, but, you around. But poor Karloff, just because the the entire movie he's going rah, rah, or just or just rah, rah, flat, flat out screaming because he's scared. Yeah, it's like be. a he's a baby. Yeah, of course he's making noise. Yeah, uh, but this was kind of the start of a, about a four or five year stretch where he was. Horribly typecast in Hollywood because not because not long after he made this movie he was in another horror film called The Old Dark House which I think was really the first haunted house film where he played the butler and pretty much all he was doing was playing a drunken brood just stumbling around making Frankenstein noises. Then a few years later he um, he appeared in Universal's I think it was Universal they did an adaptation of The Raven where he played someone whose face was paralyzed, or, or, or who, who had a botched operation, his face was paralyzed. He and Lugosi are on the screen together, Lugosi's laughing at him, and then he, at one point, he just goes, rah, rah. so, and then he had to do two more Frankenstein films on top of that, plus a few more. I mean, he ne- here's a guy who has one of the most iconic voices of all time, just this very nice, droll British accent, and just so eerily creepy. Actually, a very good actor. And everyone rem- remembers him for just playing this this walking baby who could only make certain noises. Yeah. Sorry, I just... I, I, I just... I just... I just, um, I just realized that... Why was Frank... Why is Frankenstein's monster bad to begin with? I'm, I'm having this thought. I was just touched with the fact that, like, he's... Like, first of all, Karloff is all types of typecast at this time. But yeah. But two, like, he was never really a bad monster. And then they made him the bad guy. Like I just, I don't know. It's what like they, it's like he's not a monster. I mean, I mean, we'll we'll talk about the monster itself and Bride of Frankenstein because that's when they really flesh him out a bit more. Um, 
But also, just like I, I kind of view it as almost being like an abused animal. Like from the get go, you're just like tortured because because Fritz is awful to him, mm-hmm. constantly whipping him, trying to get him to obey. Yeah, and then he he just snaps. Yep. And then there's a scene where he unknowingly kills the little girl. Yep. Next thing you know, the whole town's after him. Mm-hmm. It, it's very tragic if you think about it. Then there's that stare down between creator and creation up on the mountain. Yeah, really. Like the windmill. I mean, Frankenstein's really. I mean, the scientist Frankenstein is really the bad guy here. Yeah, because like he he tried to play God. He tried to play God. He failed, and suddenly he walks away. And be like, you brought a creature into the world, and then you tried to kill it. You bastard. Yeah, and. And it just goes to show, because, like, you gotta feel bad for Karloff for, for another reason, because the director, James Whale, who they made a great movie about him, Gods and Monsters, um, back in the 90s. Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser, Ian McKellen. Yep. Uh, Lynn Redgrave. Yep. Um, but uh, apparently Karloff one day was just sitting around in, in what he thought was his best suit, mm-hmm. looking very nice. He's like, oh, it's my suit. I look, I look great. And it's the casting call for the monster. Well, Skeezman says, oh, you look horrific enough that you can play the monster. And Karloff is just there thinking, like, uh, thanks. Thanks, Mr. Whale. I, this is my favorite suit. I think I, I'm just very nice. Like, you're telling me I look horrific. <laughs> Screw you, too. Yeah. Uh, and, and as a result, people were kind of, because since the makeup was so intense, four hours a day mm-hmm. prior, to, prior to shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the makeup was just that involved, people saw how scary he looked. He's wearing these really uncomfortable 13-pound shoes. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready to drive to the location. Nobody nobody really wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Karloff is thinking, great, this is the day where I'm shooting the scene with a little girl. She's going to be scared of me. It's going to take a while. God bless this little girl. She walks up to him and says, hi, can I ride with you? And breaks out his mind and goes, oh, God, would you? And apparently they became very close after that. Oh, too bad he killed her. And here's the here's the biggest middle finger to Karloff. He's not even credited in the in the uh, in the opening where it says, "Oh, the monster?" question mark. And he was such an unknown at the time this movie was being made. They didn't invite him to the premiere. I know it's really rude. Yeah, like so they they did Karloff dirty, and in spite of all that, it is just he just kept rising up, rising up like the phoenix from the ashes. Like they tried kicking him down, but to no avail. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, but it also just spawned so many sequels, so many different Frankenstein movies. You know, it's really weird. Um, the, uh, the fact, the name, the name of these guys, like they're gratcheting, like stars back in the nineteen twenties or thirties had just such interesting names, like Carl. Wait, sorry, Jesus. Uh, Boris Karloff. Yeah, Boris Karloff. Or Bella Lugosi, you know what I mean? Like these guys sounded like they were horror creatures. Yeah, although as you know, Karloff was not his real name. Yeah, I know. His real name, William Henry Pratt. Yeah, but like, where would you? How would if your name was, um, you know, like Bella Lugosi, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I would. I would change my name Bella Lugosi to something else. I'd be a little bit more relatable to you know what I mean. Well, well, keep in mind Lugosi. I think he changed his name as well. Why are, they, why are these guys' star names so, like, regal? I don't know. Maybe it's a European name. thing. Because uh, Bella Lugosi's real name, Bella Ferenc Desho Blaschko. Oh, he has a he has a different reason. All right. Yeah. Uh, Boris Karloff. Yeah, William Henry Pratt. Um, and he, he did... Because if you think about it, he never really did anything besides horror films. Yeah, and the, a lot of these guys are not going to... So that's so true. None of the, A lot of these guys are not going to end up doing anything else but horror films. 
Yeah, so and and same, same and situation, and at the time when horror was a good medium, it worked. Yes, but now horror. Now, if you the most famous modern horror, there are a couple famous horror modern people nowadays, um, but probably like. Bill England, no, yeah. Robert England, Robert Freddy Krueger. You, you got Kane Hodder, who did Jason. Yeah, for you a can, I think I think Robert England is Tony right. Todd for Candyman. Yeah, oh yeah, Tony Todd does show him a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like, you're. I'd say yeah. Then you have Jamie Lee Curtis, but like, also, Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff were household names. Yeah, or like, if I said to you, who is Robert England, you probably would go. Oh no! And then you say Tony Todd. You're like, hey, it was Candyman. And be like, oh, word. But like, if I said back in 1930s, Bela Lugosi was coming over, you would shit your pants, dude. Like that's just that's just what that was the difference between horror films now and yeah. then. Like it was so cool. Like horror films were Oscar-winning films. Yeah. And and here's another thing to mention so it's okay about this to movie. Kick typecast. Carl Emily saw was the producer of this. He saw the movie and he thought it was so scary that at the very beginning they had this little little very adorable gentleman in tuxedo come out and say, be forewarned, this film is very scary, and Mr. Carl Emily wants you to know that just so just so you're not shocked. And watching it today, it's it's tame by modern standards, because you don't have like electricity, you don't have gore. I mean it's like the it's like the dark and stormy night in the science lab and sets that tone. God, I love that phrase, a dark and stormy night. Yeah. It's considered yeah. to be the worst phrase. And, it, and, and oh wait, I just realized, this, this totally isn't the first mad scientist movie, it's the second. First one was um, uh, Caligari. I don't count that one. I don't think it's the same. Because Caligari is more, it's, it's psychiatrist. It's, I don't think it's like scientist. It's like, it's not, it's not Lex Luthor. Right, but it's, it's, like, it's a scientist controlling a monster for his own, for his own motives. Yeah, but like that's it's not I don't like like it's 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 a therapist. It's 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 a creepy therapist. It's a psychotherapist, but it's not like Yeah. It's not like Eve like mad scientist. You know what I mean? It's not like this dude fucking created life, Josh. The cabinet of the cabinet of uh of Dr. Kelly, Caligari. Caligari is just he's he's not even a mad scientist. He's a he's Oh a, yeah, he's a carnival showman. What he's a saying? carnival showman and also a twist ending cuz whatever, I don't care. A spoiler. Uh, he's not. It's not even a real character. He's a. He's a. a he works at an asylum, uh, so he's not even a mad scientist. The guy. He's the main character's mad. Caligari himself is actually not a mad scientist, and also it's not the same thing. No, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you shame yourself. That was a bad. No, first Frankenstein's the first. Okay, it's the. Okay, okay. fine, Mr. I film am, Major, you're pulling rank on me. I am yelling at you. Oh God! I, people are gonna be so mad at me for. They're gonna be like, hey, "You're a real dick." And the answer is, "Yeah, I am." But you know what? Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein. Yeah, but but you act, but you may have mentioned earlier about Frankenstein being the actual villain. That's actually true because with hammers with hammer when they uh, undertook Frankenstein, they because they made cast Peter Cushing, uh, who was Van Helsing in Horror of Dracula and most of the Dracula Hammer films. They made Cushing the Doctor. Yeah, and he was. An evil individual. He was a rapist. He was a murderer. He was just trying to get his creation to do what he wanted it to do. Yeah. And damn the results. Yeah. They got Christopher Lee to be the monster in one of the films, and it was half decent. <laughs> Christopher Lee popping up in our yeah. But it's it's very clear that with Hammer they're trying to make it no 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 Frankenstein is trying to play God. He is the the evil one in this, and not the monster. Yeah. And it was an interesting take, but being Hammer, it was, you know, very gothic, over the top. You, like, you didn't really, didn't really know what they were doing, you know? 
Right. I mean, they knew what they were doing, but they didn't. But like, they didn't really know how to execute it properly. But in terms of the James Whale, James Whale original, I will. Uh, I'd recommend it to a T. Uh, I'd recommend it to a golf tee, a batting tee, a cup of tea. It's. <laughs> I don't know what I did just there. That was really funny. What is my life? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would recommend it. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you have to. It's great. It's uh, it's Boris Karloff. It's it's fire bad. It's uh, it's uh, it's great. And actually, I would I would say it's the best of the Universal monster films. I think Dracula's great, but Dracula's like the Daredevil. Oh yeah, as as a movie, it's definitely better than Dracula, hands down. Dracula just is just because like Dracula, while while it has its value and Lugosi's great, it's it's very wooden. Frankenstein is the Jessica Jones of the Universal monster. Series while Daredevil, oh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Dracula's the Daredevil. Like, if you get this reference, yeah, Daredevil, yeah, that's fair. Dare, Daredevil, it's very dark, it has its merits, but when it comes to the better overall series, Jessica Jones knocks it out of the park. Well, also, just the humanity behind it, yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else, Dad? Anything you want to plug? No, we're good. All right, oh, any- wait, uh, oh, you mean, oh, really? Uh, oh, uh, Twitter, okay, yeah, uh, well, here we go. That's all for the video vote today, folks. <laughs> this is Frank. It's Frankenstein by Edgar Winter Group. We need our exit music. <laughs> Eddie's dying laughing. I didn't even put the handle. Uh, Eddie underscore Doug <laughs> at Twitter. <laughs> Do you have anything I broke? Yeah, it's Twitter. Great website. <laughs> Eddie underscore Doug at Twitter. You can find me JB's World three two eight six. Follow this podcast on Twitter. Video vault, video oh, underscore vault sorry. PC. PC stands for podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes. We will be back in a couple of days with Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, and our Hell in the Cell reactions. That's coming up as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to have to do those in a little late because... Yeah, because I will be driving back from Kentucky on the day of actual Hell in the Cell. I might I, I might just record the podcast for that. I might just be like, this is Welcome to the Video Vault with and M. Eddie. Uh, and then just do all the other stuff. I'll just, I'll just react to things you say without you actually being in the room. We can figure it out. Because I will be watching it, it live. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. I, I would well, no, 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 because we're not going to be recording it as the show is going on. It's I mean, the, I'm going like to have a whole. I'm going to have a whole. I'm going to watch it live, and then I'm just going right. to. I'm going to talk. I, I will watch it live on my telephone in a car. Talk to a giant teddy bear. Anyway, <laughs> don't forget to lock up, folks. This is the video vault. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.